Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's Monday. It's February 1st. And the word of the day is flocculent, meaning like a tuft of wool. Used in a sentence, isn't it nice to have a president whose flocculent hair doesn't look like cotton candy made of piss? Uh, I I also like how his agenda doesn't look like cotton candy made of piss. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I kind of miss the hair. Am I allowed to miss the hair? Joe's hair is harder to write jokes Uh, about. You're not allowed to miss any of the parts. I'm No Illusions. (laughs) I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm Andrew Torres. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Republicans make Joe Biden a COVID offer he can absolutely refuse. (laughs) We'll tell you what we're going to do with our space laser timeshare. And we'll impeach Donald Trump again, because impeaching makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptocrats, Andrew Torres and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, what would your asking price be to defend Trump in his impeachment trial? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say whatever Eli's asking for and then also make Eli do it. Okay. <laughs> hey, joke's on you, Andrew. I can lose that shit for free. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Twould be my honor. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> In our lead story tonight, oh boy, could I use me some Heath right now. I hurtful. <laughs> okay, well, now, now don't get me wrong. I always miss Heath when he isn't here. He's he's funny and jovial, and he doesn't suck his teeth while we're trying to get room noise. Fair but hurtful. <laughs> but I miss him all the more when the story that's obviously going to have to be the lead story is a story about the goddamn stock market, a thing that Heath actually knows stuff about, and I just... Like push money into sometimes because it makes me feel all adulty, but I'm gonna have to give this one a go nonetheless. Yeah, and before you go sending Noah an angry email listener because he doesn't know the difference between a squeeze press and an out of industry short, keep in mind he could have let me write this story. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, you guys did invite me on this week, you know. So, so you had options, <laughs> right? No, I should have sent you a text that read. Quote, I've got the GameStop thing slatted in as my lead story, but I know jack shit about the stock market, so if you'd like to take the story, have at it. End quote. My bad. Should have done something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have cleared it right up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if you, if you returned my text, you wouldn't have really been filling in for Heath, would you? <laughs> so, so our story begins when GameStop was still a thing, despite having outlived its usefulness by at least a decade and a half, which was weird. 
right? It would it would be like Radio Shack somehow limping along until 2015 or Sears technically still existing. So many an investor said about shorting GameStop stock and many far more qualified people than me have offered up explanations of shorting stock in the last week, but essentially it's a bet that the stock is overvalued. It's an investor's way of saying there's no way that shit is worth eight bucks a share six months from now. Uh, so like basically you borrow the share for a fixed amount of time and in the interim you sell them and buy them back hoping to pay less than you sold them for yeah if stocks are cake shorts are eating it too i don't know that much, <laughs> okay. but well, but why here's the, the big danger in short selling though right because <laughs> you're on the hook to buy back the stock no matter what there is no theoretical limit to your losses Right, so you got to buy it no matter how high yeah. the stock price rises. Now, generally speaking, there's a practical limit. <laughs> you know, the stock price might rise in the interim, but it's not like it's going to go from say two dollars and eighty cents a share in April of 2020 to say three hundred and twenty-five dollars a share in January of 2021. That's actually that's it's down from four hundred something, unless of course a bunch of people on Reddit volunteer for an acknowledged Ponzi scheme because you can go fuck yourself. Uh, which is what's happening as we speak. <laughs> Bernie Madoff is just looking up from hell. Shit, all I needed to do was tell him they'd be saving the Game Boy Color and I would have been a hero. A hero! <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, now the other thing you have to know about short selling is that it's either a perfectly natural mechanism that helps the market correct for overvaluation or a terrible scourge that helps enrich the elite by crushing jobs and businesses. Um, and, and that means that the current situation represents a long overdue comeuppance for Wall Street speculators that were never held to account for tanking our economy or a dangerous bubble spurred on by quasi-legal market manipulation. And I, for one, am... For against it. <laughs> you know what's a tremendous way to give Wall Street types some comeuppance? Regulating the market, right? <laughs> right, yes. Oh, oh, and passing Elizabeth Warren's two cent wealth tax. Oh, there you go, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what isn't? Imagining that you're reenacting trading places and that you and all of Reddit get to be both Valentine and Winthorpe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, regardless of where you land in terms of the morality of the situation, it's important to emphasize that the people making money off of this aren't getting it from those hedge funds that were shorting the stocks, right? They're they're getting it from the later investors who are holding the potato when the music stops. The, 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 the hedge funds that are being targeted, though, of course, are, are losing way the hell more money than anybody's making off this deal. Uh, of course, the people buying in pretty much know that and unlike the hedge funds they've capped their losses well hopefully because no definitionally right <laughs> so that's true you know what fair <laughs> fair because, but like some of the people who bought into the gamestop are your idiot cousin who either a thinks he is saving gamestop for gamers rights Oof, or yeah. b thinks he's gonna be a gamestop billionaire just as soon as his dogecoin goes high enough that he can sell and reinvest <laughs> well exactly exactly i do not want to say that the people who are losing money on this all knew what they were getting into yeah. an awful lot of people have to lose basically a hundred percent of their investment at the end of this for it to work and the fact that the run-up in gamestop stock coincided with an equally unwarranted rise in the stock of an Australian company called GME Resources strongly suggests that not everybody involved knows what they're getting into. Uh, and, and speaking of people not knowing what you're getting into, we need to take a quick break for a word from this week's first sponsor, Policy Genius. Gentlemen. Hey, Andrew. How's it going? Present. 
Oh, Eli, you, you, you did. Is this the podium from the Capitol building? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. It's the podium from the police evidence locker, Andrew. <sighs> uh, yeah, all right. All right. Pin in that. Uh, how, how, how can I help, gentlemen? Well, Eli's having problems with his to-do list. Big time. Uh, and you'd like me to... Sue me for not doing the stuff I need to do. Gotta wash the dog, get life insurance. If I don't do it, you sue me, and then I have to. But Eli, if you want to get life insurance, why not try Policy Genius? What's Policy Genius? It's the best way to get life insurance. First, head to PolicyGenius.com. In minutes, you can work out just how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting as little as a dollar a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. If you had any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. Wow, that does sound easy. Yeah, and if you're worried that March is just around the corner and you've barely gotten anything done... Take a deep breath. Policy Genius will help you make the most of this short month in minutes. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes and feel good knowing that your loved ones would be taken care of if anything were to happen. Go to policygenius.com to get started. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. All right, Andrew. We're in. Thanks. Now, about this podium. Sorry, Andrew. My lawyer has advised me to plead the fifth. Uh, Eli, I'm your lawyer. And don't you think I should plead the fifth about this podium? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. See? Told you. <laughs> and we're back. Next up in Not Biden My Time News. Joe Biden sure would like to do something about that there COVID bug that's going around. And thanks to you voting for him and other Democrats in the Senate, he might get to, <laughs> in spite of the fact that Republicans are hoping that they can turn the mountain of our dead bodies into condos. Wait, maybe if we explain how all those dead people's empty houses will drive down their property values. <laughs> Possibly. So here's what's in Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package. A lot, starting with straight up money. The stimulus package would provide an additional $1,400 to eligible U.S. citizens, as well as boosting federal unemployment from $300 to $400 with an extension to September, which is pretty fucking important because it doesn't really matter if we beat the virus in a few months if in those few months a bunch of people starve to death. It's, uh, it's just still amazing to me that the GOP manages to make, well, broke people probably need money controversial. <laughs> I, yeah, I, but but when your entire brand is government can't solve problems, government is the problem, you can see how a giant problem that only government can solve might put you in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> the package also includes eviction protection, rental assistance, an extension of the 15% increase to food stamps, money for child care, and subsidies for health insurance premiums. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Right. But perhaps most importantly, this package would provide the money needed to actually beat covid because while vaccines are nifty and a vital part of the fight money is needed to distribute those vaccines and even more is needed to provide businesses and schools with the protection they need so that going to school doesn't become the goddamn covid hunger games right 
Right. Well, and not to mention the moat that you're apparently going to need to dig around distribution sites to keep the maskless anti-vax oh. protesters <laughs> at bay. That will unplug refrigerators just to oh, do so? Yeah. Oh. Now, as of this recording, 10 Republicans have put together a counterproposal for $168 billion in relief. You know, like you do when you're negotiating and you have nothing on your side of the negotiation. So you open with a number that's a fraction of the opening. Yeah, right, right. That, yeah, uh-huh. that's Sitcom like that. negotiations. Yeah. Yes. And, and look, there's no reason for Joe Biden to even consider taking this other than the ridiculous idea that compromising with Susan Collins and Mitt Romney will impress anyone other than Mitt Romney and Susan Collins. Yes. Well, no, I'm sure it'll lead a lot of GOP voters to conclude that Biden is a very considerate pedophilic cannibal. <laughs> I, I, I I wrote a joke here, but then I deleted it because seriously, this is what 30% of the public actually thinks. So fuck them in the fucking neck until they grow the fuck up. Thank you. I, I'm your lawyer. You are our lawyer. <laughs> That's true. But luckily, as they say over on opening arguments, there's one weird trick that just might save us. Really? And literally, all the credit goes to us and our fundraisers. Does I mean, I guess some other people did stuff too in Georgia, but I think we can all agree it's mostly us. I don't so, think it's mostly <laughs> yeah. So that one weird trick is called budget reconciliation, and it's a process that can only be used for legislation affecting spending, revenues, and debt limit laws, but it only requires 51 votes in the Senate. Instead of the traditional 60. And since Joe Manchin won't blow up the filibuster, that's the way things are going to have to go. But they can go that way. Uh, side note about Joe Manchin, by the way. Hey, podcast listener. Eli didn't say anything at all right just now. No, absolutely not. He oh. said no things. So I did all that Google mapping for nothing. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, it appears so. Hey, being the new guy. Anyway, the good news is this covid package the the big one might actually happen and again i cannot say it enough it's going to happen because of the way you voted and the money you raised thanks for that yeah thank you and speaking of not dying let's toss things over to our next sponsor this week ip vanish you wouldn't let somebody read over your shoulder on the subway uh Excuse me, can, can you at least not stand so close to me? I don't have my reading glasses. And you certainly wouldn't let anybody help themselves. Mind down! Uh, uh, come on, I was reading that. So why aren't you using IP Vanish? What's IP Vanish? IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. Hey, where'd he go? I was watching slash stealing that. See, you can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phone, or even on your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. Look, look, I appreciate the help, but I don't think I can afford some super fancy computer to scramble the War Games electrons or, I, I, you know, whatever that thing you just described is. Oh, yes, you can. IP Vanish is just $3.49 a month. For just three forty nine a month or twenty seven ninety nine a year, you can help protect your online privacy and security. Wow, I can't afford that. 
sure can. So go to ipvanish.com slash skeptocrat. Claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $349 a month or $27.99 a year. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash skeptocrat to get your deal and start protecting yourself online. Thanks, IPVanish. Hey, can I read slash steal that copy you're looking at? No, I also have IP Vanish. Ah, beans. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Lying Grifters Aren't All Republicans News, <laughs> Senator <laughs> Dianne Feinstein. Wait. <laughs> Democrat? Mm. Question mark of California? <laughs> has once again failed to disclose financial transactions required by the Senate ethics rules. In a display of contrition rivaled only by Let Them Eat Cake, Senator Feinstein, who has a net worth of over $90 million, replied, and I quote, I recognize that this untimely filing carries a monetary penalty, which I will pay upon notification from the Senate Select Committee on Ethics. <laughs> this is like Darth Vader sending a company-wide email after Return of the Jedi saying he's open to mediation with the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, nothing drums up the willingness to forgive amongst the voters like a reminder that she don't give a shit about your little fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see, Senator Feinstein's husband, billionaire Richard Blum, purchased $50,000 of shares in College Reaction LLC, a public polling firm, back in August of 2020. And senators are required by federal law to publicly disclose financial transactions like this uh, that are more than $1,000, and this is 50 times that, no later than 30 days after receiving notification of the transaction, and in any event, no more than 45 days after it takes place. You might notice that late January is way more than 45 days later than August. Yeah. Actually, because it was 2020, it was several decades later. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, like, this might seem like a little bit of a gotcha, if not for the fact that Feinstein and Blum pull this shit all the time. Blum, who has a separate section on his Wikipedia page marked controversy, that's <laughs> that's never a good sign, was also one of the major aiders and abettors in the Varsity Blues scandal. You might remember that. That's that's the one where overprivileged white parents bribed and cajoled to get their talentless little shithead kids into elite schools. Um, turns out Blum is on the Board of Regents in the University of California system. They, they got a bunch of good schools out there in California. And, uh, and what do you know? He wrote dozens of letters in support of weak candidates and by that, I mean those are judged as having a 26% chance of, of admission. Uh, <laughs> despite, and, and here I'm going to uh, quote directly from the university report, quote, despite the policy prohibiting efforts by regents to influence admissions decisions, end of quote. Huh. <laughs> yeah, if my kid wants to go to college, he's going to have to get in the old-fashioned way. Because... Because I went there and his grandma will pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> NYU, here Max comes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, NYU works so well for you, Eli. So. <laughs> How dare you? 
<laughs> Blum told the San Francisco Chronicle that he's done nothing wrong and that he's used his clout to get friends and family into UC schools for the whole 18 years he's been a regent. What? Real, <laughs> real quote, real quote, quote, I did it a bunch of times. No one ever told me it was wrong. What? Quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I've done this way too many times for it to be immoral. What? Do what now, man? <laughs> oh, like to speak to a lawyer before I'd say that again? <laughs> <laughs> so the good news, Feinstein is up for re-election in 2024 when she'll be 91 and worth a quadrillion dollars. Mm -hmm. And yes, she's already filed the paperwork to run again for six year term. Um, Surely someone can primary her, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, Andrew. Because if we've learned one thing, it's that young people who spend all their time bitching about dinos show up during primaries to support their candidates. <laughs> they do not just tweet about it, Andrew. They oh. show up. <laughs> well, if nothing else, way to put a silver lining on COVID, though, Andrew. Way to oh, appreciate oh, that. <laughs> Can we move her office <laughs> near to the shrine? <laughs> And in the other Green New Deal news. Noah said it. Noah said it. <laughs> you, you know how when you were a kid, sometimes you'd ask your parents to get you like, you know, laser tag for Christmas. And instead they'd give you laser tack. And, and they tell you it was just as good, even though the warning on the box said not to feed laser tack after midnight. Well, something very similar <laughs> happened to the Republican Party when they told Santa Claus that they wanted their very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. At a glance... She seems like the same basic game. She's got three names. She's got feminine pronouns. She's got a seat in Congress and and bipedal locomotion. But that's where the similarities between AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene stop. Oh, my God. She's the GoBot AOC. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene being batshit crazy isn't exactly news. Her entire campaign was predicated on the notion that Donald Trump was fighting a satanic cabal of Democratic pedophile cannibals and that he was sending secret messages about it in his misspellings and random capitalizations. And she's also, of course, voiced support for Pizzagate, the Clinton kill list, and the idea that the shootings in Parkland, Sandy Hook, and Las Vegas were false flag operations. Uh, I I want to remind you that Pizzagate is the conspiracy theory that says, and I'm not making this up, that Hillary Clinton raped, murdered, and ate babies in the basement of a pizza parlor called Comet Ping Pong that does not have a basement. Yep, and, it doesn't have a basement. And that would, that would be funny and all, except for the assholes who keep showing up with assault rifles and demanding to see the non-existent basement, who then tilt their heads like a confused schnauzer when the owner says, <laughs> we're built on a swamp, you dimwit. It's a swamp! <sighs> Nothing has a basement! <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that all that batshittery we already know was still just scratching the surface of her bigoted insanity. See, a number of intrepid reporters have been like just steadily digging through her social media presence, turning up one disqualifying nugget after another. And and the latest comes to us from Eric Hananoki, who dug up a post from 2018 where she blamed the then-current wildfires in California on, stay with me here, you might have to write some of this down. 
The blue lasers from Solarin Corporation's space solar generators operated by the Rothschilds at the behest of Dianne Feinstein's husband to further the nefarious plot to help Pacific Gas and Electric divert border wall funds to Jerry Brown's high-speed rail project in order to replace coal and oil with their solar light beam monopoly. And no, I have added nothing for comic effect there. I am literally summarizing what her block of text Facebook post suggested. Yeah. And listeners, I have seen this block of text. Noah did some architectural work there. <laughs> yeah. You should be grateful. Uh, I, two, two thoughts. One, the blue lasers mean they came from G.I. Joe, right? Right. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Good guys. And, Those are good guy lasers. Yeah. <laughs> and. And two, do, do I have to retract my Diane Feinstein story she now? She just keeps giving him <laughs> so much fodder. Add so, to it. So, yeah, just a reminder that even as we praise George's leftward drift and thank yes. him for delivering us control of the Senate. Thank you. We still have to temper it with the fact that its 14th congressional district voted for a raging, unapologetic bigot who brazenly advocated for the use of violence up to and including murder to battle against her logically incoherent delusions. And with that kind of shit in your state's minus column, you need to cure a bunch of different cancers before you're a net positive. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Mr. Negative Nancy over there. On the plus side, a lot of people dug up the Jews in space graphics from Mel Brooks's History of the World Part One. And, you know, <laughs> okay. that was pretty right. funny. Yeah, that no, was. that was nice. That was, there's a silver lining there. You're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Optimus Prime. There, we there go. he is. <laughs> Next up in headlines, in disappointing Johnson news, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a goddamn miracle, yeah, and will, in all likelihood, do more to end the worldwide COVID pandemic than the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. But you wouldn't know it based on every fucking article in the press this week, which reported on their phase three clinical trial results like a Jewish mother looking at an 89 on a spelling test. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how quickly Americans could shift from, I'll sell you my least favorite kid if you let me go to Chili's to, I'm not sure if I'm entirely impressed with those phase three numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the story. In the United States, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, uh, by the way, centered in my home state of New Jersey, was found to be 72% effective at completely and totally eliminating any kind of illness from COVID-19. While in South Africa, that number dropped to 57%. And if you're thinking, ooh, Eli, that doesn't sound very good, do yourself a favor, never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever look up how effective flu shots are. <laughs> but even that buries the lead. Look, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was shown to be 85% effective in preventing severe disease in all three regions, regardless of variants, where the trial was run. But most importantly of all, of all the vaccinated participants who contracted COVID-19, zero had to be hospitalized. Yeah. Right. It, 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 this is so fucked up. An awful lot of media outlets have been insanely careless with their vaccine stories and their headlines. It's like, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, by the end of the six month trial, 100 percent of patients saw their life expectancy reduced by half a year. You know, <laughs> yep. I, you, you laugh. But Alex Jones seriously did nine hours worth of shows laughing at the fact that covid is only responsible for 20% of hospitalizations in Alabama because, you know, Jesus. nobody else ever needs medical care in the Deep South. No. <laughs> oh, but that's not all. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is also 
one shot. They think they can make a billion doses of this shit a year, and it's fridge stable for three months. It lasts longer than soy yogurt, which makes it way easier to distribute worldwide. Something that will have to happen unless we want to build that wall from World War Z around the United States of America. Yeah, and like, and one shot, guys, like, okay, worst case scenario, we can sneak up on random strangers and do that. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, it's hard to schedule that kind of I, shit with a multi-dose regimen. All right, all right. Speaking as your lawyer, that's we as in a hypothetical all of us we and the, not, ma- not yeah. you know, the three of us. American, the the caring and loving people of America. <laughs> Everyone should do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All on the same page. <laughs> we are recommending it is what I'm saying. And look, I wanted to do this story for... All the reasons I mentioned above, but also because there might be a chance, podcast listener, that you are offered the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And when that happens, as a scientific, skeptical-minded person, you may still think to yourself, eh, maybe I'll wait for the Moderna, or maybe I'll wait for the Pfizer. That one's better. And I am begging you, and so is all the smart people, do not wait. Get any vaccine as soon as you can, as soon as possible, because the sooner you do, the more lives you will save and the sooner this is over. And we will do a live show where I will thank you for getting it in person. Absolutely. There you go. And then I'll stab your neighbor with one. <laughs> no, Eli will not Karate. stab anyone's neighbor. Just give me a wink. A little head nod. <laughs> that's, no, that's no wink. My Johnson Blogart. And finally tonight in We Save the Best for Last News, it's Impeachment 2, The Secret of the Use. Thanks for that one, Noah. <laughs> and this time, it's personal. Uh, you know, in terms of movie sequel subtitles, I'm actually leaning towards Die Harder these days, but... <laughs> You know, but th- I can't get disbarred, so, you know, I can, I can think <laughs> I, what I want. You, you know, I, I, I'd feel better about that if you guys had started that betting pool. Well, and I'd feel better if you'd moon a judge by February 22nd. It's coming right up, man. Come on. Yeah, come on. I'm way ahead of you. Anyway. Justin Walker. <laughs> give him um, the cheeks. <laughs> on January 25th, the House of Representatives transmitted the sole article of impeachment against former President Trump. God, I will never tire of saying that. Oh, the oh, four and the oh. Let it roll around in your mouth like a fine mm. Bordeaux. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Indicting him for the high crime of, you know, attempting to overthrow democracy as we know it. Yeah, I kind of feel like the articles of impeachment should have just been like a very fancy gilded duh. (laughs) Yeah, right. With an asterisk below it, it says like, I mean, it's not like y'all motherfuckers weren't there. (laughs) Uh, Legally valid. I'm I'm, I'm 100% behind it. Anyway, the next day, the Senate was sworn in as uh, jurors and then. 45 Republicans immediately voted for, and I am not making this up, the principle that if the president waits long enough to crime, he can crime as much as he wants, and there isn't a goddamn thing anyone can do about it. Yep. Okay, but that goes both ways. You hear that, Joe? Joe, you show up your last day in a hockey mask with a machete, and you make America great again, big guy. I'm sure they'll be consistent. And, well, and now keep in mind, though, of course, that this argument comes after four years of arguing that if he crimes before he's waited long enough, you also can't do a goddamn thing <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, right. Fortunately, five Republicans were like, wait, that seems super dumb. 
Right. <laughs> and just in case you're wondering, the, the consensus of constitutional scholars is that it is, in fact, permissible to impeach former officials for, well, precisely the reasons we just gave, right? Like that something something has to be done to keep people accountable when they commit crimes as their term in office is expiring, right? And and remember that one potential consequence of impeachment, you have to vote for it separately, uh, but but one of the things the Senate can vote for is to prohibit the the person who's been impeached, again, former President Donald Trump, from ever holding any office of profit or trust under the United States ever again. And that seems like it's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah, we'd hate for Republicans to third-party themselves out of power in 2024. That would be terrible, Andrew. But Million Dollar says being constitutionally ineligible to hold the office wouldn't stop him from campaigning from it. (laughs) I feel like we get that one way or the other. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? You've convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) Three votes. Anyway, uh, because you need 67 votes to convict in the Senate, Rand Paul thinks that this 55-45 vote means that the second impeachment is, in his words, dead on arrival. Uh, but I got to tell you, I, I really don't see it that way, right? Those five votes means that unlike the last impeachment, we're going to hear witnesses. It means Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is going to testify on national television that Donald Trump shook him down and demanded that he file fraudulent vote totals, which, you know, is a crime. And I yeah. Keep- yeah. Well, I know it, Andrew, but I, I really don't think 17 Republican senators know it. <sighs> I should, but I, I do love the way that Rand Paul is just straight up saying, like, I cannot even conceive of a theoretical world where learning new information through sworn testimony would change the mind of anyone in my party. Uh, <laughs> true. Well, anyway, what, what what's next on the horizon? Oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> That, that that too. Uh, <laughs> but over the next week, Trump and the House managers are going to exchange pretrial briefs. And since the president's lawyer is, no shit, a guy named Butch, I am really, really looking forward to reading what he's got to say. Uh, and then the trial begins on Tuesday, February 9th. I feel like post-Trump, we owe Andrew like scrawled insanity called legal briefs less and less for a month so he can depressurize. Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't come all the way to the surface all at once. (laughs) Wean me off, right? (laughs) Anyway, uh, keep in mind that the first impeachment trial took 20 days and that was without witnesses. So uh, we probably won't know what's going to happen for at least another month. And um, I mean, except that we'll know I'm never going to sleep ever again but no no, no, no you will not that, wouldn't that's want a, that that's a lifestyle choice <laughs> and on that note we're going to close it out thanks to eli bosnick thanks to andrew torres and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on facebook followed us on twitter and sent us feedback on all the various internets and stuff please keep doing that please keep listening and please keep telling your friends and if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash just like all the wonderful people who will be thanked by name on the next episode and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those people if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge check out our brother and sister shows the skating atheist god off movies dnd minus and citation needed available wherever podcasts live we just have one last thing let's compliment that penis special thanks to ryan slotnick of evil drafts on mars he's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with permission you should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by googling the only band called evil drafts on mars until next time catchphrase sign off johnson and johnson <laughs> vaccine tech 
Eli is so heavily angling for the Ah Beans t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make that happen. All right. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.